Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast. I'm Tom Barbelay, and today, another Nick Bloomfield movie. I've got to say, I'm a little bit of a connoisseur of Nick Bloomfield's movies. The Elaine Warnos saga, as it was played out in two of his films, and just his general role of being in front of the camera with the headphones on, quintessentially kind of slightly aloof British. Eh, I'm just getting into his films. I watched Biggie and Tupac, which was a really curious Nick Bloomfield documentary, very akin to Kurt and Courtney in terms of its general level of awkwardness and also the fact that he uses terms for LA street gangs that haven't been used for like 50 years just so he can be extra awkward in his presentation. But returning to the film that I watched most recently that I actually thought was exceptional, Tales of the Grim Sleeper. The Grim Sleeper was a murderer, a serial killer, primarily of African-American prostitutes in a particular part of LA. And what's fascinating about his crimes was how impossible solving this thing was primarily due to police ineptitude. It's in fact extraordinary how inept the police were through this particular serial killer's reign because they left so much evidence. They ignored so many things. They didn't interact with any of the prostitutes that interacted with him. And really, the narrative that I was originally presented on America's Most Wanted associated with the circumstance couldn't be further from the truth. Bloomfield found an old prostitute, took her around meeting other prostitutes, and was able to gather together, I don't want to say a smorgasbord because it seems like the wrong word, but roughly a dozen prostitutes that all had negative interactions with the Grim Sleeper, but more importantly, portrayed this man in a way where if the police had even looked slightly, if they'd even gone three of them, they probably could have caught this guy a decade before. What's interesting about Nick Bloomfield's style is that he was also able to find the Grim Sleeper's friends, who were very curious individuals, but portrayed a scenario where they all basically partook in prostitutes and took strange photos of them and kind of compared photos, almost like boys' trading cards, you know, the playground. Very interesting documentary, and so far it has the award of 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. And quite frankly, I think this is the best Nick Bloomfield documentary you're going to see. It is his last documentary. I mean, he might make more, but I think he's really getting into his step with this one. The earlier awkward ones, yeah, they're interesting. They're kind of funny in a strange kind of way. But this one, he really is in his stride. And he's also working with his son here. His son is like the protege of him, like has refined the Nick Bloomfield style perfectly. And quite frankly, I think this is a very compelling and very interesting film, which has a very sad and dark element to it. But ultimately, at the end, as he interviews the final group of prostitutes that have all had contact with the Grim Sleeper, you just get a sense that at least that this thing is over. There's a constant narrative through the film that there are others out there that use similar practices to the Grim Sleeper. But quite frankly, I think that this was probably the pinnacle of the Nick Bloomfield style. It's interesting because I'm also a Werner Herzog fan, and, you know, Nick Bloomfield and Werner Herzog basically have similar styles in terms of their general injection of themselves into the documentaries that they make. But Werner Herzog, slightly more respectable than Nick Bloomfield, still a little bit awkward, still a little bit always there, but quite frankly, I've got to recommend The Grim Sleeper to fans of Nick Bloomfield's work. I don't think I've given too much away. Actually, watching the documentary gives far more insight than I've given in the short funk. Tom Barbelay in San Jose, signing out.